you're about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. The concept of hell exists in almost every religion on the planet. From the fiery pits of Christian hell to the shadowy pagan dimensions and complex Asian underworlds, hell is generally thought to be a netherworld where the wicked souls of the dead are sent to suffer everlasting punishment, misery, and torture. While versions of the inferno differ from one belief system to the next, most cultures agree that it can be accessed by portals pockmarking our Earth's surface. According to Atlas Obscura, the ancient Greeks believed that the Matapan Caves, located on the southernmost tip of the Greek mainland, were one of several entrances ascribed to Hades, Kingdom of the Shades. When Orpheus traveled down to Hades to rescue Eurydice, it was said to be through the cave on Cape Matapan. Hercules also used these caverns when he descended to the underworld, and it is the point where, supposedly, Cerberus was brought up from Hades by Heracles. The Fengdu city of ghosts in the heart of China is said to reside next to Naraka, the underworld of Chinese mythology. The 2,000-year-old settlement, located at the northern end of the Yangtze River, is famous for its beautiful traditional architecture and detailed craftsmanship. Its streets and squares are crammed with statues of ghosts and demons, along with clear reminders of the punishments awaiting the wicked in the next life. Most of the city's landmarks are linked to hellish themes. Ghost Torturing Pass, Nothing to be Done Bridge, and Last Glance at Home Tower. Maybe most striking of all, though, is the Ghost King, a giant face carved from the rock looking down on the city. Measuring roughly 452 feet tall and 712 feet across, Fengdu's Ghost King is the largest rock sculpture in the world. A quiet little township known as Hellum in Pennsylvania is rumored to contain a gateway to hell in its nearby forest. There are dozens of contradictory stories explaining the, quote, seven gates of Hellum Township. One of the better-known myths ties them to an insane asylum on the town's outskirts, which supposedly burnt to the ground in the 19th century. According to this particular legend, the inmates, most of them criminally insane, escaped, only to be recaptured using a series of tall fences and secure gates. Many were beaten to death by guards in the process. An alternate story tells of a doctor who once lived in the town. This man was said to have designed a series of strange gates on his land, which followed a winding path running deeper and deeper into the forest. Most versions of the story agree that those who pass through the gates will find themselves transported straight to the underworld. Only the first gate is visible by daylight, of course, situated in woodland just off Helm's Trout Run Road. While these places are probably more than a little creepy, hence their connection to Hades itself, a molten cavity in Turkmenistan, nicknamed by locals the Door to Hell, 
or the gates of hell, is downright terrifying, and its sinister burning flames are just the half of it. Located in the Karakum Desert, the pit, which has been on fire for almost 50 years, attracts hundreds of tourists each year. It also reportedly attracts nearby desert wildlife. The locals claim that from time to time, spiders are seen plunging into the pit by the thousands, lured to their deaths by the flickering flames. What exactly is a fiery inferno doing in the middle of a desert in Turkmenistan? Stay with us as we discuss the Flaming Door to Hell or the Darvaza Gas Crater. I'm Jaden McKell, and you're listening to Straight Up Enigmas. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Before we start this week's episode, a quick reminder that if you enjoy the show, it would be amazing if you could head over to Apple Music, hit the subscribe button, and drop a review. It really helps out the show. Connect with us on social media, where we post each episode as it airs. Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas and Twitter at Straight Enigmas. Source information for all of the articles used in our research can be found in the show notes and on our website at straightupenigmas.home.blog. Thanks for listening, everyone, and without further ado, let's get back to the show. There are numerous photos and videos on the internet of the Crater of Fire, where you can watch fire erupting in the middle of the desert. The view of the flames burning is both bewitching and beautiful. But how did this crater catch fire in the first place? According to the Smithsonian, it's widely believed that in 1971, when the Republic was still part of the Soviet Union, a group of Soviet geologists went to the Karakum in search of oil fields. They found what they thought to be a substantial oil field and began drilling. Unfortunately for the scientists, they were drilling on top of a cavernous pocket of natural gas which couldn't support the weight of their equipment. The site collapsed, taking their equipment along with it, and the event triggered the crumbly sedimentary rock of the desert to collapse in other places too creating a domino effect that resulted in several open craters by the time all was said and done. The largest of these craters measures about 230 feet across and 65 feet deep. Reportedly, no one was injured in the collapse, but the scientists soon had another problem on their hands. The natural gas escaping from the crater. Natural gas is composed mostly of methane, which, though not toxic, does displace oxygen, making it difficult to breathe. This wasn't so much an issue for the scientists, but for the animals that call the Karakum Desert home. 
Shortly after the collapse, animals roaming the area began to die. The escaping methane also posed dangers due to its flammability. There needs to be just 5% methane in the air for an explosion to potentially take place. So, the scientists decided to light the crater on fire, hoping that all the dangerous natural gas would burn away in a few weeks' time. It's not as crazy as it sounds. In oil and natural gas drilling operations, this happens all the time to natural gas that can't be captured. Unlike oil, which can be stored in tanks indefinitely after drilling, natural gas needs to be immediately processed. If there's an excess of natural gas that can't be piped to a processing facility, drillers often burn the natural gas to get rid of it. It's a process called flaring, and it wastes almost a million dollars worth of natural gas each day in North Dakota alone. But unlike drillers in North Dakota or elsewhere, the scientists in Turkmenistan weren't dealing with a measured amount of natural gas. Scientists still don't know just how much natural gas is feeding the burning crater. So what was supposed to be a few-week burn has turned into almost a half-century-long desert bonfire. After visiting the crater in 2010, Turkmenistan's president worried that the fire would threaten the country's ability to develop nearby gas fields, and he ordered local authorities to come up with a plan for filling the crater in. No action has been taken, however, and the crater continues to burn, attracting unsuspecting wildlife and international tourists. We'll be back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Michael Patrick, and I'm the host of the Monsters and Friends podcast. Each week, my Bigfoot friend Barry and I fire up our trusty Winnebago, and we travel the United States in search of cryptids, legends, and lore. However, we're not looking for any old cryptid, legend, and lore. We want to introduce you to some of the monsters of the world that don't get the same spotlight as Barry's cousin Bigfoot. Did you know that in Ireland, there's an eight-foot murderous otter? Or in the Mongolian desert, there's a worm that can kill you. Instantly. Come with Barry and I each and every week as we travel the United States in search of interesting monsters and stories. Once we find them, we usually find a good spot to camp, sit around the campfire, sip on warm cider, and chat about life, or sometimes butterflies. We'd love for you to join us each and every week and learn about the amazing things and stories that we discover. You can find the Monsters and Friends podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll chat again real soon. Hi there, I'm Oz from the Oddball Aussie Podcast. Do you enjoy hearing about ufology, the paranormal, cryptids, and anything else that's strange or unknown? If so, then my show might just be for you. Join me for a different topic once a week and a midweek show that's all about listeners' true stories. Follow me on Twitter, at AussieOddball, or email me at theoddballaussie at hotmail.com. Hope you enjoy the show, and stay safe out there in the weird.
Hello, I'm Courtney. And I'm Andreel. And we host Spellcast, a podcast dedicated to all things witchy, occult, and spiritual. Spellcast seeks to bridge the gap between the mundane and the occult by sharing knowledge and welcoming all those who are curious about the worlds of magic, philosophy, art, and higher truth. You can find us on most major platforms, and if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, you can find us at Spellcast Podcast. We have a Facebook page and also a private Facebook group for you to join. We are also on Instagram at Witchy Page, and you can find us on Twitter at Spellcast Pod. If you would like to join our online coven, you can always visit us at patreon.com forward slash spellcast. And we are now proud to be a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. If you'd like to see us and our friends that are part of that production company, you can visit us at straightupstrange.com. And remember, there's a little witch in all of us. And spirits live in the mirror. In 2013, a Canadian explorer named George Coronis became the first person to descend into the pit. His goal was to collect soil samples from the bottom of the cavity to try to establish whether life can exist in such a harsh environment. According to Coronis in National Geographic, the story behind how the crater came into existence has been sort of shrouded in mystery, and there's no other place like it on Earth. It is very unique there's no other place where there is this pit of burning methane that's being ejected from the ground at high pressure. He described it as a coliseum of fire made up of thousands of small flames, which together sound as loud as a jet engine. The Darvaza crater is a phenomenon, but is it actually a portal to hell? Locals reportedly avoid the place, and not only because of the brimstone smell. They believe the cavernous pit is cursed and that it opens the gate to a world of horror. They tell anybody brave or foolish enough to venture there that once you reach the edge of the pit, your emotions get the best of you and you start thinking of every mistake you ever made while inexplicably being drawn to the edge of the fiery pit. What do you think? Is the Darvaza crater really a door to hell? Find us on Instagram at Straight Up Enigmas or Twitter at Straight Enigmas and let us know. You can also contact us through email at straightupenigmas at gmail.com or through our website, straightupenigmas.home.blog. If you like the show, please remember to hop onto Apple Music to give us a five-star rating. It really helps the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Straight Up Enigmas.